So I am now mostly through chapter one of Rime of the Frostmaiden. And if I had to go back and do it again, there's a few things that, that, I would, that I would do that I've already done that worked really well and a few things I would probably change. And I wanted to offer that up as, as some advice uh, before I dig into the prep for today's, for my, today's Rhyme of the Frostmaiden game. Uh, the first is starting off in Bryn Shander turned out to be a really good way to go, and I highly recommend it. I've talked to other DMs who have run in other towns, and they try to tell you in the adventure that you can sort of run from any town, but then people are getting killed all the time. And most of the uh, most of the adventures and quests going around in 10 towns are deadly to first-level characters. I think there's like maybe two or three that aren't deadly. Almost all the rest are deadly to first-level characters. And the way you get around that is the one in Bryn Shander, which is actually their recommended town in the book. They say, if you don't want to choose randomly, choose Bryn Shander. And I agree, just choose Bryn Shander. The quest there is doable for first-level characters as long as they don't get involved with the polar bears and as long as they don't get involved with the goblin boss, it should be fine. It's a good, fun quest. It's a good way to get started. And once, as soon as they're done with that one, they hit second level, and now they're in a better place to be able to handle the other adventures that are going on in it. So I would say start off from Bryn Shander. Uh, two, which is different than how I did it, and I wish I had done it this way, is you can stay loose with the quests and just keep a rotation of three quests going at any given time. So once they've completed the quest in Bryn Shander, you can give them a couple of other quests uh, from the rumors set, right? There's a there's a big in in the book. There's a big set of the rumors of the ten towns. Just pick a couple of the ones for nearby towns. So you might have the one in Goodmead. You might have the one in um, Bre uh, Bremen. You know, pick pick a couple that are nearby. And then when they go and they do that one, you can replace that one with one of the other ones from one of the other adjacent towns. So that every time they go to a town and they complete a quest, they sort of get the ones from the near, the near the neighboring town or towns until they've started to pick them all up. And, and I try to keep about three in rotation. If you have more than three, it becomes hard to remember them all. And they'll go for this like completionist, you have to complete them all. The other thing I'd recommend doing is have quests die off. So once they've done a few other quests, it's okay to pull some of them out and be like, hey, that weird sea monster in Bremen, yeah, that went away. Or hey, you remember they were asking for help to try to find the expedition to Kelvin's Karn in, um, in uh, Targos? Yeah, they, they're dead. Right, And that way you can kind of pull out quests, unless you say that there's certain quests that you really want to have happen, in which case, uh, keep, that, keep that quest going. So keep a rotation of three quests, stay loose with the quests, and, and give them the quests for, for adjacent a, a neighboring towns when they're completing them. Uh, then the other one is, the one thing that this adventure does really well, it has lots of open areas for your own content. Uh, your own adventures. So, so, and feel free to kind of slide in your own adventures as you do. One of the things that I did, it's a change that I made that has worked very well, and I'm very happy with it, uh, is that it isn't the town speakers who are organizing the sacrifices to Oral. It is the cult of Oral. It is the cult of the cult of the Frostmaiden. I, I refer to them as the children of Oral, and it's this group of. Um, you know, group of followers of Oral who have sort of infiltrated is they've they've sprouted up in all of the towns and convinced many of the town people that if they want to survive the endless night, they have to make sacrifices to Oral. And it creates an interesting political tension because you have the speakers versus the children of Oral in any given town and lots of avenues for like going down into weird cult dungeons and finding things down there. Uh, so integrating the children of Oral is a fun way to go. There's a supplement written by uh, Sam Dillon uh, about the Cult of Oral that you can pick up on the DMs Guild. Uh, that has a lot of interesting info, or you can sort of make up your own. I, I ended up making it up on my own. It wasn't, you know, it doesn't take a lot of work to throw a cult fanatic into a game. And um, that made for a fun added thing. 
it meant that there was less moral ambiguity dealing with the with the speakers because you're like, why would I work for the speakers if they're murdering their own citizens, right? So it's easier to work that way. Uh, and then last, go, feel free to tune the quests uh, as you're running them or before you, as you're prepping them uh, to suit you and, and your desires and maybe the level of the characters. An example of that is changing out the winter wolves with dire wolves in hold up. Like if you have winter wolves, two winter wolves are really, really hard at like tier one. Uh, but if you change them with dire wolves, it becomes a lot more manageable. So there's little tweaks that you can make in order to sort of tune the adventure around the way you want to go. So I find that very useful. Uh, this video, by the way, is uh, brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. You can become a patron of Sly Flourish by going to patreon.com slash Sly Flourish and signing up. Uh, patrons help pay for all of the uh, materials that I need for the show, bandwidth, uh, server costs, uh, little tools that I need to kind of keep everything managed that have license costs uh, every month. Patrons of Sly Flourish are, are footing that bill and making all of this possible. Patrons also get access to a bunch of exclusive content, including two exclusive adventures and access to two PDFs, one of Sly Flourish's Uncovered Secrets, a bunch of uh, rule supplements that make it easier to run 5th edition games, and Sly Flourish's Adventure Generators, a group of one-page random sets of tables built around a theme that help you generate inspiration for your own games. So uh, for the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you very much for, for signing up. So yeah, so let's talk about my game and where things have gone. Now that I've gotten through the tips, which I'm hoping are useful, uh, last game, I need a drink of water. So last game was a big one. This was where uh, the characters, the beginning of the game, the characters had left the uh, house of the triad after discovering that the children of Oral were bleeding a demon and drinking the blood and then churning into these weird demon frost cult hybrid things. And it was really terrible. They were, they were essentially bringing in new members into the cult and then just sacrificing them. And um, they, uh, uh, so the, the, the party went down there. They fought all these guys. They uh, faced the primary leader of the children of Oral named Father Lake. Uh, they killed the demon, which got free, of course. They killed the cultists. Uh, they got a book that turned out that Father Lake's uh, uh, information wasn't coming from um, Father Lake's information wasn't coming from Oral, but from a elder evil called Thrun, uh, which is this whole sort of other angle I'm adding in based on the standing stones of Thrun around Dugan's Hole. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So the characters <clears throat> made their way. Uh, out of the House of the Triad and found a huge crowd had gathered. Uh, a bunch of town folk were there saying, what's going on in here? And a bunch of the town guard were there trying to keep order. And in the audience uh, were all kinds of different people, including um, Ilda, one of the characters, uh, her parents, who are like the Malfoys um, and are, are, are themselves high-ranking members of the Children of Oral. They were there too. And... Um, they, uh, uh, so there was all this like interesting tension. And I said like, let's just put more people in there. Let's show the assassins that are hunting, uh, Shadowhawk. Let's put the assassins who are hunting, um, Perrin. Let's put, uh, you know, I wanted like almost every character had like somebody in the audience there that was freaking them out. Right. And it was all this stuff going on and all the like people, you know, they're trying to convince the group there that everything's fine. And that look, the children of Oral were, actually murdering people and how terrible that was and all this kind of stuff, right? 
And, um, you know, I thought that that was, it, it worked out, right? It, it built this tremendous, and the tension between Ilda and her parents, and she's like screaming at them that they're members of the church and they're trying to be like, we're not, you know? And they kept saying like, hey, like we just own the property. A bunch of squatters came in here. That wasn't our responsibility. And there was a lot of like back and forth. They met with the sheriff who's like, well, at least you got rid of the children of Oral. We've always been worried about those guys. So, you know, so there's lots of, um, there's lots of, of weird tension. And then they went back and they're like, what are we going to do now? So they, they ended up getting the, the, one of the things is that, um, uh, Ilda's parents signed the lease for the house of the triad and gave it to the characters and said, this is, it's yours now. And they're like, great. And they're like, yeah, but you got to clean up like 50,000 gallons of demon blood. And they're like, oh man, who do we call for that? And the guy's like, well, this is one of those demon blood jobs that you got here. This is a, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's a, we're going to have to swab that all out. We're going to have to clean it. There's the disposal fees for demon blood. You can't just throw it in the river, right? You got to get rid of it, you know? And so now they're like, oh man, we got to pay all these people. And they, they came up with money and stuff like that. You know, I think they paid a couple hundred gold up front to start to get the place restored. So they're starting to restore the house of the triad and turn it into their own. Oh, they're turning into a uh, Bryn Shander community center. So it's actually going to be a community center for the whole community. And they're kind of like building their own, like, you know, everybody else would be nice. And they created uh, uh, BSCC cloaks, uh, nice thick cloaks. They paid for those. So the Bryn Shander Community Center cloaks um, where they, um, so that town folk are warm and they know that because of being warm, it's running the baseboards and lumber pieces are skyrocketing right now. Exactly. It's all kinds of like problems. So, and they got a special deal, of course, because you always get a special deal when you're working with contractors um, because they got rid of the children of Oral. So then they're like, oh, wow, we got all these things we're going to do. And they started going off on like businesses, right? They were, they were starting to do the acquisitions incorporated business thing. And then I was like, <laughs> they meet with their patron. It's like, yeah, there's also that problem with the white moose. And they're like, oh, yeah, adventuring, you know, like, oh, we could do that, too. We could go on adventures. You know, and they, it was a bit of a shocking transition to go from this big monumental getting rid of the children of oral and dealing with Ilda's parents and learning that assassins are everywhere and getting a new place to build up and, and, you know, setting up all these infrastructures to then going back to doing quests. Right. But they got it. And I remember one of the players was like, Oh yeah, quests, we should go on quests. Right. So, <laughs> so that was, that was kind of a fun and wacky transition. So that took most of the time. And then they got everything together. They set like, okay, the our home is going to be built while we're gone. And it's like the last third of the Hobbit where they have to do politics and paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> so they, um, tell me I started recording. Yeah, yeah, I started recording. Good. I was like, oh my God. So they, um, uh, what do they do? So then they, they gathered everything up and said, okay, well, let's go up north. Oh, they said, we, we got this whole problem with Torgs, right? We know that Torgs, somebody in Torgs is murdering people and we're going to go figure that out. So they headed up and they went into Targos and I was a little ham-fisted with integrating like the Zinterim of Targos. And I think that that could be a place. Oh, hi, mom. Everybody say hi to mom. Um, so that they, uh, they wanted to, I wanted to kind of integrate that like Targos is a sinister place, but they were like, well, I think we're just passing through. 
But they ended up at the bar in Targos. And so I think that's going to be where uh, the strong start is today. Uh, we're going to generate a new session planning template as we do. And today is 18 April 2021. So um, it's interesting because my other group killed Sephic Caltro before they went after Children of Oral, and this is the other way around. So it could be, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. Um, so I think that we're going to have sinister folk um, meet the characters. And those sinister folk are going to be the 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 um, the the speaker NPCs. Uh, where are they? These guys. Uh, uh, Scath. I think I I think I reversed these. I think I got these mixed up. Uh, but I like the idea that Nareth is a tiefling and Scath is human. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with that. So Nareth and Scath. Uh, are going to show up. Um, they're going to show up at the... Uh, let's see. Sources. Why am I doing this? I've got, I've got a link that goes right to it. Uh, so we're going to go to Targos. And the inn in Targos is called is that the luskin arms uh the tavern the three flag sailing tavern um and we'll link to that because i think three this three flags sailing let's see i guess we'll just link to targos i don't think it's got an anchor does it Oof. <coughs> ah. Pollen, man. So, uh, Nareth and Scath. So, Scath works for Nareth. Nareth is the town speaker. He's also secretly, thank you, he's also secretly uh, a Zinterim agent. And uh, Nareth and Scath are going to show up. Uh, everyone's afraid. Or behind them. You know, he's got a bunch of toughs with him. And he's going to sit down and have a conversation with the characters. And uh, so some of the secrets and clues are that uh, that we're going to add to this strong start is that down in Goodmead, uh, we have the slimy guy, Shandar Froth, right? Uh, is Shandar Froth... Yeah, there's Shandar. So, um, Shandar Froth works for Nareth. Both of them work for the Zentarim. Uh, Nareth wants, uh, uh, Oris, O-A-R-U-S. The town, Oris Matthew is the town, the town speaker for 
um, uh, tourmaline. I never spelled tourmaline right. Is that how it's spelled? No, it's spelled tourmaline. T-R-M-A-L-A-I-N-E. I think I had it spelled right. Uh, Oris Matthew, the town speaker of a tourmaline, under his thumb. He wants control of the gemstone trade in 10 towns. Uh, Nareth... Uh, is not happy with um, uh, Duvesa. Uh, oh, come on. Or T-Town. Um, and wants her deposed. So he's trying to take over the north, right? He wants control over 10 towns. He's using this opportunity to get rid of things. Uh, there was a murder here in Targos. Uh, what is, does Targos do a sacrifice? Let's take a look at Targos and see what they do for. So Targos, um, the sacrifice to Oral is humanoid. Uh, so they hold lotteries, right? And um, uh, there was a when someone paid off, when someone tried to their token from the um, lottery. Is there another way that they could have cheated at the lottery? How else would they cheat at the lottery? Um, maybe they fled or they hid, tried to hide after their token was pulled by the local uh, matron of the children of Oral. So I already used bribery and Bryn Shander. I wanted to use a different one. Uh, the children of Oral in Targos are actual children, orphans. Um, do I have a... Um, so we'll have a mother, um, mother, maybe we'll create a card for her. And I need a name, mother who, um, mother Nora Ice Hunter. That's pretty good. Ice something, ice something else. Ice toes, ice hand, ice hand, Nora Ice Hand. And we create a new page and we create it in the Frost Maiden 
database mother midnight that's a little sinister maybe they call her mother midnight um mother nora icehand is an npc and a villain uh known also as mother midnight um The Zents probably call her Mother Midnight, and they don't care. Uh, and she is the matron of the what? The, the, the something. The uh, the Knight's Blessing. Orphanage. Um. That's cool. Uh, what was the um, uh, what was the Fantastic Beasts? Uh, who was the woman? Uh, Mary Lou Barebone. I think she is the... That's her. Perfect, right? Um, so she is the leader of the children of Oral in Targos. And in her case, they are literally children. Um, she believes uh, adults have already given their souls to the wrong gods and believes only children can truly open themselves up to the cold embrace of the frost maiden um she met with that's a secret she met with sephic when he came through um Targos. No, she of course thinks that her soul is open to the Frost Maiden. Of course, she understands the Frost Maiden. It's everyone else that's screwed up. Uh, hypocrisy is part of the game. So, uh, Mother uh, lay herself prone in front of the um, of the Torg's caravan as it passed out of Targos along with all of her children. 
Um, I have forgotten to do to review the characters. So let's review the characters. So we have Ilda. Uh, Ilda is also name, known as uh, Josephine, uh, Jacqueline, Melissant. Uh, and oh, she is worried. So they read some stuff in the book that there would be um, uh, that a child that she believes herself to be a child of Tar of of Thrun. Um, but uh, I think more likely, um, Lena uh, had. Uh, a tryst with a Goliath um, 20 years ago, 18 years ago. She made um, Eamon uh, believe that she became became pregnant at the Standing Stones of Thrun. That's a little weird. I don't know. I think it's okay. Um, so the Melissant, the, the, um, the Melissians believe that, uh, let's see, believe that um, Ilda is a um, child of Thrun. But really, she's not. She's just a normal child. Um, I started skipping the characters already. So Ilda is a half Goliath, half elf, um, barbarian, uh, who is the daughter, the disgruntled daughter of two corrupt rich people, the Melissians. And she, um, so she just had a confrontation with them, screamed at them, ran upstairs, uh, opened a door, fell on the bed and realized she was in the wrong room and a guy is standing there like shaving while she's in there and he's like, should I should I go? And he like went downstairs, you know, and I'll go get you a glass of water and some peanuts. And he came back, he went away. And then, um, yeah, so she's, they've now left. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think I was too heavy handed with the idea that she is like a child of, you know, like a divine child of the of a of an elder evil. When the reality is, she's just a normal child. She's not connected to Throne. That'd be weird. Uh, so yeah, Shadowhawk is a Drow. Uh, he is from Menza Branzen. He found out that there's a group of Drow assassins uh, known as the Knight, known as Knight's Kiss. Let's find some cool images for Drow assassins. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think we said it was a um, two women. That's pretty cool. 
Oh, yeah. That'll do. That'll do nicely. NPC set there. So the Knight's Kiss is going after um is going after him. I don't know when they are going to. Maybe it's time like on the path uh where some of the assassins of Knight's Kiss will attack. That's probably not bad. Um uh We could have a two-wave attack. That'd be really, that'd be hardcore. So uh, I think like us, like scene-wise, okay, so we're gonna have t uh, Targos and then the road to Tourmaline. And on the road to Tourmaline, where it will have a, um, let's get a, a fantastic monument here. So we go down to, where is my monuments? Icewind Dale monuments. And then mon Obsidian Spiked Well of Oral. That's kind of cool. Um, I like the Obsidian Spiked Well of Oral. Um, yeah, sure. So location-wise, we have the Obsidian Spiked Well of Oral, right? Um, at the spiked well of oral, the characters are attacked first by, uh, Tufts hired by, um, Gygas and, uh, Shakar. No, not Shark. Shakar Ballard, uh, hunting for Candle. And then a Drow hit squad hired by Knights or, or uh, ordered by Knights. A two-way fight. Uh, that's going to be a big fight. Two angles. So we'll get into that. And then they arrive at Tourmaline. Uh, and then Tar Torgs is there. So let's see. Torgs. Currently in Tourmaline on their way to Lonelywood. Um, and then we have the, uh, what's the quest in Tourmaline? Boy, you know, I, I'm throwing, you can see where I'm throwing in a lot of my own stuff, but that's cool. Um, da, 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 da. beautiful mind. 
I must enjoy prepping stuff because I'm throwing a lot of my own nonsense in these in these adventures, aren't I? But that's cool. One thing I feel about Frostmaiden in particular, I, th I think it does a good job of giving you room to add in a lot of your own stuff. I think it's a really, it's a loosely written adventure and that looseness lets you add in a lot of things without disrupting what's in there. It's not this heavily plotted adventure. And I think that's a powerful style. I think, I think, I think that's good. My, my, my big complaint is that they don't handle first level well and that, they, that you should be stronger handed with like, do this quest and get them to second level before these other things. And there's a little bit of other tweaky bits that, that I feel it has, the errors that it's got. But generally speaking, um, it might be a bit bland and that's why you add so much flavor. I don't, it's not, it's not bland. It's, it's, it's fine. Like, it's interesting on its own. It's just got, it's got little bits that I don't like, but everybody's got little bits. And the question are the bits I don't like. Like if you take me and, and, and Sam Dillon, we're, we're treating it very differently. We're adding different stuff. So I think, and both of us are happy. So I think it's cool. I think I was overly critical of this adventure and I, and I like it better than I thought. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I got one more secret to drop out in the way. Uh, is there a secret about the mine? Uh, half of the guards at, or half of the town guard at Tourmaline are actually loyal to uh, Nerith. Uh, and Ner no, like Nerith uh, isn't beyond murder as a tool to get to to increase his power and influence. All right. We got a big pile of secrets. Uh, location, we have the obsidian spiked well of oral. Uh, the other location we should pay attention to is um, the inn in Targos. Is that interesting? We should fill that out. Three facts saying fishes come here a long day or a bowl of stew and a quick pint before heading to bed. The atmosphere is subdued. The fish are cold and tired and unsure. Uh, taverns run by a plump gray-haired widow named Ethan Yarbowl. Better known as Ma. She fusses over the fishers as if they are her children. children. Characters who hang out in the tavern are likely to hear a rumor or two. Um, so three flags sailing is a fantastic location above there. And then we have Tourmaline. So that works. Uh, Cyber Colossus, yes. All of these are posted to YouTube, so you can enjoy them however you desire. There are hundreds of them on YouTube. Um, so we've got our locations. I don't really need more than that. I think that's plenty of setting. Uh, NPCs. Well, I've been linking the hell out of Nerith. So we have Nerith. We have uh, Scath. Uh, we have Mother, whose name I already forgot, Mother Nora Icehand. Um, we have um, Gygas and Shakar. Whoops.
we have the oh, who are the drow? The Knight's Kiss. And we have, um, I think Lena might try to visit her daughter along this path. So those are good. I'm solid there. Monsters. What monsters are going to have? So we have Drow. I can link to these. Um, there is a new feature, by the way. Let's, let's do it for funsies. Uh, if I go to my campaigns and I go to my Sunday game and view campaign, uh, one of the options that I have, which apparently you can't, uh, I don't know where it went. I screwed up my window really bad, didn't I? The problem is it doesn't fit. Oh, hang on. It doesn't give me the options, I don't think. Uh, somehow this page does not, let's try the other one. See if I can do it in the other window. This page might be a little wider and a little bit better. Collections, campaigns, view campaign. Yeah, there's, where's the button? Like see the buttons disappear. Well, and so it's gonna be a little off screen, sorry. Uh, we'll go back here. Uh, go to my notes and uh, I can I can create an encounter here I think that's cut off yeah it's cut off pretty bad isn't it um, let's see if I can smush it back down now that's a little bit better so I'm going to create a new encounter so we'll say uh, 18 April uh, in, uh, monsters. So I'm not going to create them in one encounter. I'm going to just get a list of monsters together and, and put them in a thing so that I can, I can keep the stats handy. Uh, so number of characters, manage characters. Uh, I need to increase, let's see, view sheet. I guess they're still level three. My other group leveled up already. Um, So one of my players doesn't use D&D Beyond, so I have a I have a stub sheet just for uh, keeping track of um, uh, just for keeping track of uh, this thing. It didn't work. Oh, whatever. That's weird. It, so it worked here. Uh, let me try this again. Manage characters, and we will kill it. And then we will switch back to Sunday. Didn't work. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter that much anyway. Um, 18 April 2021. Monsters. Save the encounter. Edit. So, uh, Drow. 
So we have some regular drow. Dr regular drow are CR one quarter. So we're probably gonna have um, eight of these guys. Right, eight drow would be pretty, maybe six drow. Uh, did that go in? Yeah, okay, so we've got eight drow. Is there any other cool drow? Um, like, do they have a drow leader? Um, a drow, is there a drow elite? Maybe they will add a drow elite warrior. So we'll have one really powerful drow. Um, what does a drow elite warrior look like? Uh, what? That's not right. A drow elite warrior has 71 hit points, AC 18, lots of spell casting. Uh, ooh, poison damage. 17 damage on an attack. Whoa. Vicious. That's pretty tough. But I think that might be okay. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, I think I think we'll skip the Elite Warrior. I think the Elite Warrior is one of the members of the Knight's Kiss is an Elite Warrior. So I think it's like an Elite Warrior and a um and the Mage, right? The Drow Mage. Um Look, you can roll on them now. Forty hit points. Um, go away, dice. Uh, so that's probably who Knight's Kiss is. But I think we're just going to throw a regular Drow. And then uh, we have our good old thugs. Uh, and we're going to add, and probably there's f five thugs that jump the characters. Or maybe we'll do, these are, so these are locals hired by, um, We'll have two. I, th I did this for the other group too. Uh, two thugs and some bandits. I love me some thugs and bandits. And we'll have six of these guys. They were hired by the other group. Um, maybe as many as eight? Six is probably good. Let's see. How are they on area attacks? Um, we'll go with eight. So that's interesting. It still says it's just a hard fight. It is not a deadly fight, even though it is six plus eight is 14, 16 monsters that I'm going to be throwing at them at once. Uh so that is good. Uh, do I have any other monsters that I'm going to throw their way? Um, do they have any pets with them? I don't think so. I think that's probably good. Could always have spiders. Right? Like summon spiders. Um... What are some good spiders? 
fiendish giant spider out of the abyss giant wolf spiders giant spiders we'll add a couple of giant spiders just for fun add, add some funness now it's deadly now we're good um so i save that encounter so now i've got it and i think i can click on any one of these and it lets me roll the stuff on them i can go oh let me roll on hack roll uh seven to hit misses that's lame oh my god look at these terrible rolls whoa can't roll anything good oh my god get all these bad rolls out look at how bad these rolls are there we go 24 to hit and does 11 points of damage plus oh boy 22 damage so you can now roll attack rolls from the encounter builder which is a cool a cool feature and makes it worth sort of uh keeping there now the, the key is i don't think these will not show up to the players i don't think they're they're still working on on that so it's not really great yet because uh it's behind the screen and it'd be nicer if it rolled directly in chat um but whatever so i got my monsters oops but i also like rolling physical dice so what am i why am i even bothering all this bothering with it to try it out um So I, I link to that. So now I can just go bink and it goes right to my monster list. That's that's kind of handy. Keeps the stat blocks all handy. Uh, so I got monsters for today. Uh, what about treasure? Um, do the drow have anything? Do they pick up any interesting relics? Uh, so who needs a magic item? Uh, let's go back and look at the characters again. And... Um, so I think Ilda has a magic sword. She's got a plus one great sword. She's good for a little bit. Um, and I don't think she told me about any magic items that she's particularly interested in. Uh, Shadowhawk has a uh, got bracers of defense, so he's good. He's also got that griffin egg. Auken Dawncaller is a fighter with an axe. He has boots of the Winterlands. Uh, but he wants all the basics. He would like a magic weapon, magic armor, magic shield, all that stuff. Um, I think uh, he fights with a great axe. Um. <laughs> he fights with a battle axe. So it wouldn't be bad to give him something. Uh, another one of those magical glyphs that can enchant a weapon would be pretty cool um what if we took a trinket let's look at trinkets frostman icewind dale relics uh i like things that let you do a spell once a day um Crusader's Mantle, uh, Invisibility. What does Crusader's Mantle do? So here's a here's a fun trick. Uh, if you look for spells um, that don't get used very often, like 
there are certain spells that people are like, yeah, that's just not worth memorizing. It's not worth, you know, holy power radiates for me on an aura, the third level spell. Awaken boldness for friendly creatures until the spell on the aura moves with you. Centered on well in the aura, non-hostile creature deals an extra D4 radiant damage uh, when it hits with a weapon attack. That's pretty cool. Um, lasts for one minute, once a day. Crusader's Mantle. Is that too powerful? Uh, is that too powerful as a daily spell? Radiance. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of changing it to lightning damage. What I'm thinking of doing is having it like a storm giant rune, right? And it's a storm giant rune, and you can you can put it on a weapon or piece of armor, and it makes the weapon or piece of armor magical and requires attunement, um, and would give it a plus one bonus, and then once per day you can cast the spell, Crusader's Mantle. Right, um, as though you're casting it. It's still concentration. Uh, I think that might be pretty cool. I think that would be a, it'd be a boss magic item. And it helps other people, which is kind of cool. And what does it add? It's going to add two damage to each attack. It's a lot of extra damage. Um, oh, and it's an action to activate it. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. You're right. Okay, so we're going to do that. We're going to have a... Uh, I'm going to add this to the treasure list. Whether or not it gets, you know, whether they, they receive it or not... I lost my notes. Uh, whether or not they receive it or not is a different question, but it's a good idea. So we'll have a uh, rune, the storm giant. Add plus one to a weapon or piece of armor and makes it magical. Once per long... Uh, it can cast this spell, a, a, a creature attuned to this item can cast this, can use an action to cast the spell. Uh, Crusader's Mantle. Like that. Uh, this, uh, spell replacing radiant damage with lightning damage. This ability resets this feature, resets at the next dawn. Dawn is in quotes because there is no dawn. That's pretty good. That'd be a good item. Multiple characters might be interested in that. Uh, it's really designed for... Um, uh, it's kind of designed for Aachen. But anybody could use it. Gore parent anybody it would be good for anybody 
So I think that that's solid. All fonts within a 30-foot radius become bold. Yes. Um, I don't know where they'll get that. Yeah, Could the drow have it? Maybe. It could be an artifact they picked up. I don't know what it would be. So that is the treasure. Uh, now we clean up my scratch pad so that it's all ready for my game. Uh, whoops. I've got my little marching order list, which I also use for my one-dimensional battle map. I've got my uh, alias for Avre for initiative. And I'm all set. So I think I've got plenty. The bottom of the well. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Good idea. Illuminated Nick, you get the you get the thumbs up for the day. That's a great idea. Um, I think I got all I need. I got piles, of NPCs. I got monsters. I got interesting places. I've got lots of cool things to to happen. I got a strong start. I got piles of secrets. I am all set for today's game. I feel confident. I feel good about it. And I am ready to go. Uh, I would like to thank everybody for coming today. It is always a great pleasure to hang out with you guys while I prepare my D&D game. I hope you found today's show interesting. And uh, next week, we will get together, see how things went. And uh, we will we will uh, go on from there. So have a great day. Uh, and get out there and play some D&D.